section sixty of italy france spain and portugal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume five italy france spain and portugal edited by eva march tappan section sixty in the days of the fronde sixteen hundred and forty eight by alexander dumas after the death of louis thirteen his widow anne of austria became regent and appointed cardinal mazarin prime minister the people were called upon for such severe taxes that parliament refused to register them and therefore several of the members were imprisoned a strong party called the fronde was formed against the mazarin government and was led by jean francois paul de Gendy, the coadjutor or assistant bishop of paris broussel was a leader of parliament and a popular idol d'artagnan was captain of the king's guard and porthos his comrade served under him the editor the queen was standing pale from anger yet her self-control was so great that she showed no signs of emotion behind her were comminges valenquier and guiton behind them the ladies before her was the chancellor seguier the same who twenty years before had so greatly persecuted her he was telling her how his carriage had been broken he had been pursued and had taken refuge in the mansion of o that this had been immediately entered and pillaged fortunately he had had time to reach a closet hidden in the tapestry where an old woman had shut him up along with her brother the bishop of meaux there the danger was so real the mad crowd had approached this cabinet with such threats that the chancellor thought his hour had come and he had confessed to his brother that he might be ready to die if he was discovered happily he had not been the people believing that he had escaped through some rear door retired and left his retreat open he had then disguised himself in the clothes of marquis de Oblanc, and had come out of the hotel stepping over the bodies of his officer and of two guards slain in defending the street door during this narrative mazarin had come in and quietly taking a place near the queen was listening well the queen asked when the chancellor ended what do you think of that i think it a very serious matter madame but what advice can you give me i could give very good advice to your majesty but i do not dare 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 monsieur said the queen with a bitter smile you have indeed dared other things the chancellor blushed and stammered out a few words the question is not of the past but of the present said the queen you say you can give me some good advice what is it madame said the chancellor hesitating it is to set broussel at liberty the queen although very pale visibly became paler and her face contracted set broussel at liberty said she never just then some steps were heard in the adjoining room and without being announced marechal de la meilleraye appeared at the door ah it's you marechal exclaimed anne of austria joyfully i hope you have brought all that rabble to reason madame i have left three men on pont neuf four at the public market six at the corner of rue de la Brossec, and two at the gate of your palace fifteen in all i have brought back ten or twelve wounded my hat is gone i know not where carried off by a bullet 
and most probably i should have been where my hat is but for monsieur the coadjutor who arrived in time to rescue me ah indeed said the queen i should have felt astonished if that bandy-legged turnspit had not been mixed up in it all madame said la meilleurie laughing do not say too much evil about him in my presence for the service he has done me is still in my mind it is right that you should be grateful to him as much as you please but that does not bind me here you are safe and sound that is all i could desire count yourself not only welcome but safely returned to us yes madame but i am the latter only on one condition that i transmit to you the will of the people their will said anne knitting her eyebrows oh oh monsieur the marshal you must have been in very great danger to take upon yourself such a strange embassy and these words were said with a tone of irony which did not escape the marshal pardon me madame i am not an advocate but a soldier and consequently i perhaps imperfectly understand the significance of words i should have said the desire not the will of the people as for the reply with which you have honoured me i believe you meant that i felt afraid the queen smiled well yes madame i did feel afraid this is the third time in my life that that has been the case and yet i have been in a dozen pitched battles and i do not know how many fights and skirmishes yes i did feel afraid and i prefer being in the presence of your majesty however menacing your smile to that of those demons of hell who accompany me back here and who come from i cannot say where bravo said d'artagnan in a low voice to porthos a capital answer well said the queen biting her lips while the courtiers looked at one another with astonishment what is the desire of my people the release of broussel madame never said the queen never your majesty is mistress said la meilleure bowing and stepping backwards where are you going marshal said the queen i am going to take your majesty's reply to those awaiting it stay marshal i do not like to have the appearance of treating with rebels madame i have pledged my word to them said the marshal which means that if you do not cause me to be arrested i am compelled to go down to them anne of austria's eyes flashed like lightning oh don't let that make any difference monsieur said she i have arrested many of greater importance than you guiton mazarin stepped forward madame said he may i venture in my turn to give you my opinion is it yours also that i should release broussel monsieur in that case you may spare yourself the trouble no said mazarin although that may be perhaps as good as any what then is it my advice is to summon monsieur the coadjutor the coadjutor exclaimed the queen that frightful mischief-maker he it is who has caused the whole revolt the greater reason said mazarin if he caused it he can quell it and stay madame said comminges who was keeping close to a window through which he was looking stay the occasion is favourable for i see him giving his blessing on the place palais royal the queen hurried to the window it is true the arch-hypocrite look at him i see said mazarin that every one kneels before him although he is only the coadjutor yet if i were in his place they would pull me to pieces although i am a cardinal i persist then in my desire mazarin emphasized the word that your majesty receive the coadjutor and why do you not as well say in your will replied the queen in a low voice mazarin bowed the queen remained thoughtful a short time then raising her head monsieur the marshal said she go and bring monsieur the coadjutor to me and what shall i say to the populace to have patience said the queen i have had much of it there was in the voice of the haughty spaniard such imperativeness that the marshal made no observation he bowed and went out 
d'artagnan turned towards porthos how is this going to end said he we shall see said porthos with his usual tranquillity during this time anne of austria was talking in a low tone to comminges mazarin feeling anxious looked in the direction of d'artagnan and porthos the rest were conversing together in a low tone the door opened the marshal appeared followed by the coadjutor madame here is monsieur de gendy who hastens to receive your majesty's commands the queen advanced a few paces towards him then stopped looking cold severe unmoved with her lower lip scornfully projecting gendy bowed respectfully well monsieur what do you say about this riot that it is no longer a riot madame but a revolt the revolt is on the part of those who think that my people can revolt exclaimed anne unable to hide her real feelings from the coadjutor whom she regarded with good reason perhaps as the promoter of this movement a revolt is the name those give it who desire the tumult of which they have been the cause but wait wait the king's authority will put it straight is it simply to tell me that madame coolly replied gendy that your majesty has admitted me to the honor of your presence no my dear coadjutor said mazarin it was to ask your advice in the present difficult situation is it true asked gendy putting on an astonished look that her majesty has summoned me to ask my advice yes said the queen they have wished it the coadjutor bowed her majesty desires then that you should tell her what you would do if you were in her place mazarin hastened to reply the coadjutor looked at the queen who signified her assent if i were in her majesty's place said gendy coldly i should not hesitate i should release broussel and if i do not release him what do you think will happen i think that by to-morrow there will not be one stone left upon another in paris said the marshal i am not questioning you but monsieur de gendy the queen said in a dry tone and without even turning round since it is i whom your majesty questions replied the coadjutor with the same calmness i say in reply that i am entirely of the marshal's opinion the colour rose to the queen's face her beautiful blue eyes seemed starting from her head her carmine lips compared by all the poets of the time to pomegranates in flower turned pale and trembled with rage she almost frightened mazarin himself who was however used to the domestic burst of rage in this disturbed household release broussel she said at last with a frightful smile fine advice upon my word it is very clear that it comes from a priest gendy held firm the insults of the day seemed to glide from him like the sarcasm of the previous evening but hatred and vengeance were gathering silently and drop by drop at the bottom of his heart he looked coldly at the queen who touched mazarin to get him also to say something mazarin as was his habit thought much but said little eh eh said he good advice friendly counsel i also would release this good man broussel dead or alive and all would be ended if you were to release him dead all would be at an end as you say monseigneur but in a different way from what you mean did i say dead or alive replied mazarin it is a form of speech you know i do not understand french well and that you speak and write it wonderfully well monsieur the coadjutor he is a council of state said d'artagnan to porthos but we have held better ones at rochelle with athos and aramis in the bastion st gervais said porthos there and elsewhere the coadjutor suffered the shower to pass and continued always with the same coldness madame if your highness does not like the advice which i submit to her 
it is without doubt because she has better guidance i know too well the wisdom of the queen and that of her counsellors to suppose that they will leave the capital city long in a trouble which may lead to a revolution so then in your opinion said the spaniard with a sneer and biting her lips with rage this riot of yesterday which has become to-day a revolt may become to-morrow a revolution yes madame the coadjutor gravely said but if you are right monsieur the nations have then become unmindful of all restraint the times are unfortunate for kings said jean d shaking his head look at england madame yes but fortunately we have no oliver cromwell in france replied the queen who knows said jean d such men are like thunderbolts they are known only when they strike every one shuddered and there was a short silence meanwhile the queen had rested her hand against her breast it was clear that she was checking the hurried beatings of her heart porthos whispered d'artagnan look closely at that priest yes i see him said porthos well well he is a thorough man porthos looked at d'artagnan with some astonishment it was clear that he did not fully comprehend his friend's meaning your majesty pitilessly continued the coadjutor is then going to take measures which please yourself but i foresee that they will be terrible ones and such as will irritate the rebels still more well then you monsieur the coadjutor who have such power over them and who are our friend said the queen ironically will calm them by giving them your blessing perhaps it will be too late said jean d in his freezing manner and perhaps i shall have lost all my influence while by releasing broussel your majesty will cut the root of the sedition and acquire the right of punishing severely every new growth of revolt have i not this right exclaimed the queen if you have it use it replied jean d hang it said d'artagnan to porthos that is the sort of character i like would that he were minister and i his d'artagnan instead of belonging to this rascal mazarin ah mordieu what splendid strokes we should make together the queen with a sign dismissed the court except mazarin jean d bowed and was about retiring like the rest stay monsieur said the queen good said jean d to himself she is going to yield she is going to have him killed said d'artagnan to porthos but by no means will i be the doer of it i take my oath that on the contrary if anything should happen to him i would fall upon those who caused it so would i said porthos good muttered mazarin taking a seat we are going to see something new the queen followed with her eyes the persons leaving when the last had closed the door she turned round it was evident that she was making violent efforts to conquer her anger she fanned herself she inhaled a perfume she walked forward and back mazarin remained in his seat as if reflecting jeanne who began to feel anxious scanned all the tapestry sounded the cuirass which he wore under his long robe and now and then felt under his camail to ascertain if the handle of a good spanish poniard which he had hidden there was well within reach now said the queen at last standing still now we are alone repeat your advice monsieur the coadjutor this is it madame profess to have reflected publicly confess having made a mistake which is the strength of strong governments release broussel from prison and give him up to the people oh exclaimed anne of austria thus to humiliate me am i queen or am i not is this howling mob subject to me or not have i friends have i guards ah thou art a lady as queen catherine used to say rather than give up this infamous broussel i would strangle him with my own hands and she stretched her clenched fist towards jean d who certainly detested her just then as much as broussel did 
jeanne did not stir not a muscle of his face moved only his icy look crossed blades as it were with the furious look of the queen he is a dead man if there is still a vitry at court and he were to enter at this instant said the gascon but i rather than that should take place would kill vitry and that neatly monsieur the cardinal would be infinitely obliged to me shoo said porthos listen now madame exclaimed the cardinal taking hold of anne of austria and drawing her back madame what are you doing then he added in spanish anne are you a fool you quarrel with the citizens you a queen and do you not see that you have before you in the person of this priest the whole people of paris whom it is dangerous to insult especially now and that if this priest wishes it in an hour you would no longer possess a crown on another occasion later on you may keep firm but to-day is not the time to-day flatter and caress or you are only a vulgar woman at the beginning of this appeal d'artagnan had seized porthos's arm and had squeezed it harder and harder then when mazarin was silent porthos said he quite in a whisper never say in mazarin's presence that i know spanish or you and i are lost men no said porthos this severe reprimand impressed with that eloquence which distinguished mazarin when he spoke italian or spanish and which he entirely lost in speaking french was spoken with an emotionless countenance which did not permit jeanne although a skilful physiognomist to suppose that it was more than a simple warning to be more moderate the queen thus roughly addressed grew suddenly milder she allowed the fire in her eyes so to speak to expire the blood left her cheeks the strong words of anger her lips she sat down and with softened tones and letting her arms fall by her side pardon me monsieur the coadjutor said she and describe this outbreak to my sufferings as a woman and consequently subject to the weaknesses of my sex i have a horror of civil war as a queen and accustomed to be obeyed i am enraged at the first provocation madame said jeanne bowing your majesty deceived herself in qualifying as resistance my sincere advice your majesty is only submissive and respectful subjects it is not the queen with whom the people feel angry they call for broussel and that's all too happy to live subject to your majesty's laws if your majesty at once releases broussel added jeanne with a smile mazarin who at the words it is not the queen with whom the people are angry had at once paid great attention thinking that the coadjutor was going to speak of the cries down with mazarin thought well of jeanne for this omission and said in his softest tones and with his most gracious look madame trust in the coadjutor who is one of the most able politicians that we have the first vacant cardinal's hat seems fit for this noble head ah so you want me you tricky rascal thought jeanne and what will he promise us said d'artagnan on the day when they want to kill him hang it if he gives away hats so liberally let us get ready our request porthos and each of us ask for a regiment after to-morrow let the civil war last a year only and i will have the constable's sword regilt for my own use and i said porthos you i will make them give you the baton of marechal de la meilleure who does not seem in great favour just at present so monsieur said the queen you seriously fear the popular movement seriously madame said jeanne astonished at not having made more progress i am afraid that when the torrent has broken its banks it will cause great devastation i said the queen think that in that case new banks must be erected you can go i will think it over 
jeanne looked at mazarin quite astonished mazarin approached to speak to the queen at that moment a frightful tumult was heard on the place du palais royal jeanne smiled the queen looked excited mazarin became very pale what more is there said the cardinal at that moment comminges came hastily into the room pardon madame said he to the queen but the people have crushed the sentinels against the railings and are now forcing the gates what orders do you give listen madame said jeanne the roar of waves the roar of thunder the rumblings of a volcano are not to be compared to the tempest of cries which then arose what orders do i give yes time presses about how many men have you at the palais royal six hundred put a hundred to guard the king and with the rest sweep away all this mob for me madame said mazarin what are you doing go said the queen comminges went off with our soldiers passive obedience just then a terrible crash was heard one of the gates was giving way ah madame said mazarin you will ruin us all the king yourself and me anne of austria at this cry of distress from the terrified cardinal herself felt afraid and recalled comminges it is too late said mazarin tearing his hair it is too late the gate gave way and shouts of joy were heard from the populace d'artagnan took his sword in his hand and made a sign to porthos to do the same save the queen exclaimed mazarin speaking to the coadjutor jeanne sprang to the window and opened it he recognized louvieres at the head of perhaps three or four thousand men not a step farther cried he the queen will sign what do you say exclaimed the queen the truth madame said mazarin handing her paper and pen it must be done then he added sign anne i pray you i wish it the queen sank into a chair took the pen and signed restrained by louvieres the populace had not advanced a step but the terrible murmur indicating the wrath of the multitude continued the queen wrote the governor of the prison of st germain will set councillor broussel at liberty and she signed it the coadjutor who devoured with his eyes her slightest movement seized the paper as soon as the signature was appended returned to the window and waving it in his hand this is the order said he the whole of paris seemed to send forth a great shout of joy then the cries were heard long live broussel long live the coadjutor long live the queen said the latter some responses were made to it but they were few and feeble perhaps the coadjutor raised the cries simply to make anne of austria feel her weakness and now that you have gained what you desired said she retire monsieur de jeanne when the queen needs me said he bowing her majesty knows that i am ready to obey her commands the queen made a sign with her head and jeanne retired ah you cursed priest exclaimed anne of austria stretching out her hand toward the door then scarcely closed i will one day make you drink the dregs of the cup which you have to-day poured out for me mazarin made a movement to approach her leave me said she you are not a man and she went out it is you who are not a woman muttered mazarin End of section sixty this recording is in the public domain